Uh, it's great to have you at our all-age harvest service this morning. Uh, if you're a visitor, you're particularly welcome. It's great to have you with us. And as I say, it is an all-age service, and that means it's for you. <laughs> Whatever age you are, however young or old you might be, this service is for you, it's going to include times of prayer. It's going to include times of songs. Some songs might have you throwing your arms about a little bit silly, but get involved. Enjoy the action songs too. Alistair's not too sure about it, but we'll win you over one day, Alistair. It's also going to involve times where you, maybe as an individual or as a couple or as a family, get to talk between you, interact, discuss some questions, maybe do some tasks and activities to get your brain working. And of course... Above all, it's a time where we get the Bible open. Uh, we're going to have it read to us, and we're going to have it, I pray by God's help, uh, explained to us to have us understand what does it say, what does it mean, and what does it mean for you today. Uh, so I hope in all the busyness and all the uh, things going on in the world outside, God helps us stop and slow down and listen and learn something about him and his amazing goodness to us today. Because that's why we come on Harvest, isn't it? To celebrate God's goodness. Everything we have is a gift from him. So I'm going to start our service by praying. Uh, So please join me if you'd like to do that. Listen to the words I say. And if you agree with what I say, say a big amen at the end, because that's what it means. Amen means I agree. So close your eyes if that's helpful. Listen to the words of this prayer as we thank God for his goodness. Father, we thank you for all the good things you give us. Thank you for the sun that shines so bright in the sky. Thank you for the rain that you bring to water the land. Thank you for the food that grows and that you provide to us. Thank you for your incredible generosity in so many ways. Sorry, Lord, when we take it for granted, when we take for granted all that you give us, help us to stop this morning and to say thank you. Thank you for your love. Thank you for your care. Thank you for your provision. And we pray all these things in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. We're going to sing two songs now. Rob and the band are going to lead us in those two songs. But as those songs are playing, if you are a family or a child that's brought along maybe some gifts for harvest, some food, um, and you haven't already put it to the front, please feel free during those songs to come forward and put it into part of the display. The food that we're collecting today is going to go to the Sharing Life Trust, a food bank in Tain, uh, to help those uh, that are in more uh, need of these things than maybe we are. So uh, please do feel free to come forward during these songs and give your gifts uh, to say thank you to God for what he's given you. Uh, we're now going to have our first Bible reading of today's service and Bethan and Lilia Mangar are going to come and give it to us. It's found in Deuteronomy chapter 10. So if you've got a Bible, free, feel free to turn to it. If not, it'll be on the screen for you to follow along and listen to the words that they say. Uh, So it's from Deuteronomy chapter 10, and they're going to be reading verses 14 to 19. Thank you. The Lord owned the world and everything in it. The heavens, even the highest heavens, are his. But the Lord cared for and loved our ancestors, and he chose you, their descendants. He chose you you over all the other nations, and it is this way today. Give yourselves to serving the Lord. Do not be stubborn any longer. The Lord your God is God of all gods. He is the Lord of all lords. 
He is the great God. He is strong and wonderful. He does not take sides and he will not be talked into doing evil. He helps orphans and widows. He loves foreigners. He gives them food and clothes. You also must love foreigners because you were foreigners in Egypt. Thank you so much. Right, this is the part of the service where if you've got it to hand, the pen and paper that you were given on your way in, you'll need to get it handy and available. If you don't have one, if you're up on the balcony, there's some, Jill, there's some available. If you want to give a wave to Jill, she can get you up on the balcony. Or David, downstairs, if you don't have a pen or piece of paper. I think everyone's got one, that's brilliant. Okay, and we're going to start with a bit of a challenge, okay? Because today is harvest. Uh, and on the screen in a minute is going to come up the word harvest. Okay. Your job is to try and work together either as an individual, if that's who you come with or as a couple or as a family, uh, to try and work out how many different words can you write down using the letters found in harvest. Okay. How many words can you write down using the words in harvest. Is that working? To get the word harvest up, Kathy? Okay. Oh, don't, don't, don't start yet. What's going on? It's chaos. Here we go. There's the letters. You're going to have one minute. Okay. One minute to write down as many as you can. Are you ready? I said, are you ready? Good. Right. See you can come out on top. Three. Oh, questions. No. Great. If if you use it in a word, you can only use you can only use a letter once per word. Okay. So you can't use the H. You can't use the H twice in the same word because there's only one H in harvest. Make sense? Good. Are you ready? Three, two, one, go. Five, four, three, two, one. Stop writing. Ooh. Right, maybe add them up. Let's go around and see how many we've got. You got a total? Lily Poots, how many did you and your brilliant family get? Ten. That's a great start. Can anyone beat ten? Oh. The Macintoshes, how many have you got? Oh, 28. Can anyone beat 28? 48. Oh, he's kidding, he's kidding. Can anyone beat 28? Team Macintosh. Yes. Sam Macintosh is delighted. It's all his work. Very, very good. Well, yeah, yeah, yeah. We need to check whether they're legit or not. He's just writing words down here. There were actually... There were actually, if you had more time, there were 166 possible words. 166 possible words using the letters in the word harvest. It's quite amazing, isn't it? But what we're going to do today, during our harvest service, is I'm going to use some of those words that you find in the word harvest. Maybe some of them you found, maybe some of them you didn't. And we're going to think about why it is we gather together to celebrate harvest today using those five words. Okay? And here's the first word. Maybe you got it. Earth. 
Did you get that word? Give me a wave. No one got the word earth. Oh, look at that. I did better than you on that one then. The word earth. Okay. Because as we, look, as we look around at the earth, as we look around at the world that we live in, it's amazing, isn't it? It's utterly amazing as we look around at the world that we live in. Let me help you think of some amazing examples of our amazing world. Let's start with animals. Right, we love some animals, don't we? Let me give you some amazing animal facts. Here we have Mr. Octopus. What a guy he is. He's quite incredible, Mr. Octopus. He's got three hearts. It's quite amazing. But here's the fact that I found. We, if we're eating some delicious food, we tend to eat using our mouths, don't we? We've got taste buds in our tongue and we taste what's going on. Octopuses, they taste using their arms. Imagine that. Imagine having like a bit of a croissant and just slapping your hand on it. Mmm, delicious. Right? You don't have to put it in your mouth. You're just feeling how, how beautiful it is using your arms. So there's Mr. Octopus. Ah, what about Mrs. B? Mrs. Honeybee. Now, Mrs. Honeybee is absolutely amazing. She, and I'm going to get you to try this, right? In one second, Mrs. B can flap her wings 200 times. <laughs> right, here we go. Everyone get your arms out. How many can you do in one second? Ready? Three, two, one, go. Stop. <laughs> Should I have another go? Three, two, one, go. Stop. How many times, Helen? Five. Mrs. B, 200 times. That's amazing, isn't it? Amazing animals in our amazing world. Now, the earth is part of an amazing universe, isn't it? Not just here on our planet, but the universe that our planet is part of. Let me give you some amazing facts of our amazing universe. There's the sun. We can see it in the sky, can't we? You could fit, oh, not a hundred, a million, a million earths inside the sun. That's how big the sun is. A million earths can fit inside the sun. Isn't that amazing? And here's another fact. Stars in the sky. Oh, you go out in the night, go some stargazing. If you gather together all the grains of sand from all the beaches in all the world into one massive pile, imagine how much sand that would be. Imagine how many grains of sand that would be. There's more stars in our universe than there are grains of sand on our planet. That's amazing, that, isn't it? There's so many stars that there's more grains, there's more stars than there are grains of stars on our planet. I've seen Simon Poot just go, wow, right, wow. And it is, isn't it? It's amazing, the world that we live in. Here's the final one. Okay, turn to the person next to you. Which destination would you choose to go on on holiday? Okay, you've got camping in the forest, you've got skiing in the mountains, you've got a nice city break, or you've got lounging on the beach. Where would you go if you choose your holiday destination? Where would you go? Okay, very good. Very good. I wonder what you said. I wonder what you said. But here's the thing. We live in such an amazing world, don't we? That all options are available. Right. We live in a beautiful world, an amazing world where we can choose any one of those things and more. We can have beautiful scenery, beautiful diversity, beautiful scenes and experiences that we can have in our amazing world. It's an amazing world that we live in. Would we agree? Yes. It's an amazing world that we live in. But did you hear from Beth and and Lilia what the Bible had to say about our amazing world? From Deuteronomy chapter 10. Here it is again. And see if you can see 
what it says about our amazing world. The Lord owns the world and everything in it. The heavens and even the highest heavens are whose? Tash, are they yours? Harrison? No, didn't think so. The gods. God owns everything in our amazing world. Every octopus, every bee, every sun, every star, every mountain, every hill belong to God. They are his. I wonder how that makes you feel about God. Everything belongs to him. Well, later on in the verses, the writer of Deuteronomy helps us think about how maybe we could feel knowing that everything belongs to him. He says this, the Lord your God is God of all gods. He is the Lord of all lords. He is great. He is strong. He is wonderful. Does that how you feel towards God? That he is in charge? That he is great? That he is strong? That he is wonderful? Viewing God like that is the right way to view God. But sometimes if we just view God as out there, in charge, big, strong, massive, it can be a little bit scary. It can maybe be a little bit intimidating. Maybe we feel as if he's just way over there and he doesn't have anything to do with me here. Well, the Bible in Deuteronomy doesn't just describe God as the great big God way over there. But he also describes God in another way. And that brings us to our second word found in harvest. Have. Did you find that word? Have. Because you see, here's what Deuteronomy also says. But the Lord, the great, big, awesome, wonderful God, cared for you. Loved your ancestors. He chose you and their descendants. He chose you over all the other nations. And it is this way today for me and for you. He helps orphans and widows. He loves foreigners. He gives them food and their clothes. You see, if everything belongs to God, how is it that we have so much? Have you ever thought about that? If everything belongs to God, how come I have food and water and clothes and friends? Well, it must be because the great, big, powerful God also loves me, also gives to me, also provides for me. Everything belongs to God and everything I have is a good gift from him. Cal, can you come up? If that's true, I want us to think about what do we do if that's true? Everything belongs to God. So here's a Kit Kat that belongs to me. Okay, delicious Kit Kat. And if everything belongs to me, everything you have must be a gift from me. Because you don't have anything, do you? So if if the Kit Kat belongs to me and you get it, it's a gift from me. Here's the question though. What does Callum say? Right? What does Callum say when I give Callum a good gift? <laughs> what do you say, Callum? Yes, it's a kick-ass, yes. Does he say, is it? no, Anne's not happy with what you said there. <laughs> right? Here, here's another Kit-Kat, okay? What do you say? You don't, oh, you have, I'm gonna, you don't have anything, but I give you a very good gift of a Kit-Kat. Show them around there, yeah, two Kit-Kats. What do you say that I've given you a Kit-Kat? Delicious dark Kit Kats. 
Yes. Anne, are you happy? No, no, no. Anne's not happy. We're going to go again. Cal, here's a Kit Kat. Okay, it's a gift from me to you. What do you say? It's three Kit Kats. How, how much do I owe you? Anne? No, she's not happy. Not how much. Here's your last try. You've been given so much, you didn't have anything. Now you've got four Kit Kats, Callum. What do you say to the giver of all your good gifts? Thank you. Anne? Anne's happy. Yes. Thank you, Callum. You say, thank you. Thank you, Callum. You can sit down. But isn't that right, isn't it? (laughs) Pressure. (laughs) Pressure. Anne's... (laughs) You said the right thing. But isn't that true? Everything belongs to our great God. And so everything we have is a good gift from him. (laughs) We deserve nothing. We have nothing. But we've been given so much. What should we say? Thank you. And that's why we come to harvest, isn't it? To stop, to slow down, to remind ourselves of what we have been given so much. And to say thank you to God. Because if we don't say thank you to him, (laughs) we miss saying thank you to the one behind everything. We're going to watch a video now on the screen. And as you watch it, it gives us lots of things that we should say thank you for. I wonder, from the list that they give, what can you say thankful for? Which ones resonate with you and your heart? Let's watch the video and enjoy. Can you turn to the people next to you as a family? Hold your hand up. Five things. Can you come up with a list of what? Five things are you most thankful for today as you come to this harvest service? Turn, have a conversation, come up with your top five. What can you say thank you to God for? It's good to see the fingers going up and some hands. Have a few more seconds, try and get all five. What can you say thank you to God for? Really good, really good. And later on, we're going to say some prayers Uh, Val later on is going to lead us in prayer. So keep those things in mind. And later in the day as well, keep those five things in mind. And make some time to to pray and to say thank you to God for all the good things he has given you. So we've had our two words so far. We've had earth, two words that come from the word harvest. Earth, everything on the earth belongs to God. We have have, because everything belongs to God, everything we have is a good gift from him. But as we look around at our amazing world that we live in, and we all agree that it is amazing, at the same time, if you live in the world for more than five minutes, uh, if you read a newspaper, if you go on social media, if you watch the news, you'll probably also agree, yes, our world is amazing, but it's also broken. Isn't it? We'd agree with that, wouldn't we? It's a mixture of the two. It's amazing, but it's also broken. Can you turn again into your couples, your family? If you're by yourself, maybe turn to um, someone around you and join their conversation. What ways can you see or do you know or have you experienced that the world isn't as it should be? Can you talk and have some suggestions? What ways do you know or can you see or have you experienced that the world isn't as it should be? Have a conversation. Okay, really good. Maybe turn your eyes to the screen and you'll see. There we have our, our world is not as it should be. 
You'll see a list, a list of words. I wonder if you talked about any of these things. Poverty, sickness, war, abuse, hate, inequality, racism, pollution, greed, disease, famine, disasters. You probably said a whole list of other things as well. So much is broken in our amazing world. I wonder how those things or the things that you talked about make you feel. Well, here's our third word that we find in the word harvest. And maybe this summarizes how we might feel. Tears. Right? Tears. It's sad, isn't it? (laughs) It's so sad that we live in a world that is broken, that isn't as it should be. It's so sad that the brokenness in our world affects so many people, including ourselves in so many ways. As we celebrate harvest, we come to say thank you to God for all the good things he has given us. But the reality is not everyone in our world has enough. (laughs) Some people have not got enough of what they need. Can I ask Harrison, can you just stand up? You don't have to do anything else, but just stand up. Um, Sophie Poot, can you stand up? You just stand up where you are. You don't have to say or do anything, but just stand up. Brilliant. Josh, yes, you can stand up too. And also we've got Timo. Would you like to stand up? Just stand up where you are. You don't have to do anything or say anything. Beautiful. And let's have one more. Who else have we got? Um, Sam McIntosh. Good man. Stand up. So there we have one, two, three, four, five children. They're great, aren't they? Yeah, you're great. In the UK... One in five children are living in poverty. They don't have enough, them and their families don't have enough to live and get what they need day by day. That's sad, isn't it? That's something that brings tears to our eyes. Stay standing, because I want to add, Mr. Bolton, can you stand? Mm, Who should we have? Dave Green, can you stand? Colin, you can stand. Um, Bethan, you just stand. And let's have Aaron. Would you like to stand too? So there's ten people. Five children, five adults. Ten people. Do you know that one in ten people across the world, one in ten people, live day by day in less than one pound ninety? To get by, they have less than one pound ninety to get everything they need to survive each day. That's sad, isn't it? I should bring tears to our heart and tears to our eyes. Thank you, everyone. You can have a sit down. Here's the final stat. Did you know that tonight, when you're going to bed, the rest of the world will be two, depending on what time zone they're in. But one billion people in our world today will be going to bed hungry. One billion people on our world, in our planet, on our world, will be going to bed hungry. And so tears, I think, is the right response, isn't it? To be sad that people don't have what they need to get by day by day. And I guess the right question is, what should we do? <laughs> what, what can we do? Well, Callum, here he is again. <laughs> Callum, okay, right, let's think about this. 
We've had earth. Everything on the earth belongs to who? God. Everything belongs to him. So everything that I have, everything you have, is a good gift from who? From God. Not everyone in the world has what they need. And so it makes us feel sorry, sad, have tears in our eyes. We've already said that because of what you've been given, you say what? Thank you. You say thank you. But the question we're asking, what should Callum now do with the good gift that he's been given? Okay, so Callum, over to you. What are you going to do with that good gift? It's a good gift, a Kit Kat. What are you going to do with that good gift you've been given? Maybe turn around so everyone can see. This is a big moment. What are you going to do? What do we think? It's the response, isn't it? To take the good thing that's been given to him and just stuff it in his mouth. Was it good? It was good. And it's funny though, but it's a reality, isn't it? To just take what we've been given and say, me, 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 my, 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 and forget other people. Callum, I'm going to give you another go. (laughs) It's risky. I've got four more Kit Kats in here. What should you do, or what could you do, or can you do with the good gift that you've been given? <laughs> to share it, right? Share. Thanks, Cal. I shouldn't have stuck that in my house, right? But that's another word that comes from our bigger word, harvest. Share. We have been given so much by an amazing God... What are we going to do with what we have? Say me, 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 my, my, my. Or because we've been given so much, because God has given us things that we don't deserve, as it says in Deuteronomy, you must also love foreigners because you were a foreigner in Egypt. You have received love. You have received amazing gifts that you don't deserve. Don't keep them to yourself. Share them with others. Love others because you have been loved. Give to others because you have received. And that's why we're here again at Harvest, isn't it? That's why we've brought together our food offerings that we're going to give to the Sharing Life Trust. We're now going to have some time of prayer. uh, And Val is going to come and and pray for us. Uh, So do listen as uh, Val prays. And then after that, we're going to have our second Bible reading. Uh, So James and Lily, you're going to come after Val to bring that to us. Thanks, Val. Heavenly Father, what a privilege it is to call you Father. You're such a loving, faithful and generous God. And as we look at the variety of food here this morning, we realize what a very blessed people we are. You've given us enough that we're able to share with others who are less fortunate than we are. We do pray for those who will be receiving these gifts that they would just have a sense of the love of the Lord Jesus. And we want to tell you this morning just how much we love you and to say thank you for all that you provide for us each day. We thank you for our homes, our families, our employment. We thank you that we can go to school each day and thank you for our teachers and all that we learn. We thank you for our farmers who work so hard to help produce food for us. 
We just realize, Lord, that everything we have and enjoy comes from you. And we're sorry if sometimes we take these things for granted. As we are celebrating the harvest this morning, we especially want to thank you for your promise that as long as the earth remains, there will be seed time and harvest, cold and heat, summer and winter, day and night. How we thank you, Lord, that you do not break your promises. You are totally reliable. But most of all, Lord, we do want to thank you for Jesus. And we want to thank you for your word, the Bible. We thank you that we have it in our own language and in versions that are easier to understand. We do pray that as we feed on your word, we will learn more about you, learn to love you more, and share it more with others so that they too will come to know and to love you. We want to pray for others this morning, Lord. We think of David and Binny Micaiah and pray especially for your comfort for them at this time as they grieve the death of David's mother. We pray for their ministry, that you would empower them with your Holy Spirit and for the construction work that's going on, that it would continue well and all the finances would be available. We pray for Beryl and for Sandra, who have both been injured in recent falls, and we ask that you would be with them at this time of discomfort and pain. Please give them relief, we pray. We pray for Robbie following his recent operation and pray, Lord, that he will know your presence with him and that you will have your healing hand upon him. We pray for others in the fellowship who have specific needs at this time. We thank you that we don't need to know all the details because you do, Lord. And we just ask that you would hold them tightly in your arms and surround them with your love. We pray for all the activities that will take place here this week and we especially pray for Colin taking Evensong at the school and being interviewed at both the Spectrum Special and at Toy Box. We pray that the Holy Spirit will prepare hearts for what they're going to hear. And we pray, Lord, that we will each take something of you away with us this morning, that you will speak to our hearts, and that you will help and enable us during the coming week to spread the good news of Jesus to others around us, because we just long that many more will come to know and to love you for themselves. We thank you for this time together. We thank you for hearing our prayers. We thank you for your great love for us, and we come to you now in and through that wonderful name of our Saviour, the Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. Jesus travelled through all the towns and villages. He taught in their synagogues and told people the good news about the kingdom, and he healed all kinds of diseases and sicknesses. He saw the crowds of people and felt sorry for them because they were worried and helpless. They were like sheep without a shepherd. Jesus said to his followers, There are many people to harvest, but there are only a few key, a few workers to help harvest them. God owns the harvest. Pray to him that he will send more workers to help gather his harvest forever and ever. Thank you so much, Lily and James. Brilliantly read.
So our journey so far, I'll put it up on the screen. The earth belongs to God and everything in it. So everything we have is a good gift from him. Not everyone in the world has, and so we shed tears. But also, we share what we have because we have been given so much. That's our journey so far. But there's one more word that comes from the word harvest that I want us to think about as we finish our time together. But before we get there, again, another chance for you to turn to the person next to you. Here's your question. How would you describe yourself in one word? Right? Have a conversation. How would you describe yourself in one word? What word would you choose? Okay. It's quite a tricky one, that one. Come down to one word. Maybe there's lots of words you choose from. And I won't ask you what you said. But I wonder, as James and Lily read to us from our second Bible reading in Matthew, I wonder if you noticed the word, the one word that Jesus used to describe people, to describe you. Let me show you again. He saw the crowds of people and felt sorry for them because they were lost and helpless. They were like sheep without a shepherd. Did anyone use that word to describe themselves? I'm a sheep. <laughs> Probably not. Probably not. Right. It's not a word that brings up good visions in our mind. Why? Because I guess sheep are smelly. Right. So we probably don't want to describe ourselves that way. And probably the big one is because sheep are stupid. <laughs> right. That's probably the big one. And if you don't believe me, let me show you a video to prove the point. Here is a stupid sheep. That is a stupid sheep. <laughs> oh, Marley finds that funny. Very good. And it is funny, isn't it? And it would be funny if it wasn't a little bit true <laughs> as well. If we're honest, if we're really honest, the description of a sheep <laughs> and what we're like aren't miles apart. That picture of finding yourself in trouble and then maybe getting out of it, but then diving straight back into the mess we've just got ourselves out of isn't that something that you relate to it's as if we can't help it it's as if time and time again no matter what we try no matter what we do we just find ourselves in that same hole (laughs) we're a little bit like sheep aren't we maybe not just a little bit we're a, a big bit like sheep lost helpless that's how jesus describes them and as we look at the brokenness of the world around us, and we look at the brokenness of our of ourselves, our own lostness and sheep-likeness. We're led to ask the question: What do we need? How do we how do we fix it? What's the solution? And today we've already talked about some of those solutions to the brokenness of the world: to to give, to share, food, water, money, jobs. And maybe for ourselves, we think, you know, we need friendship, we need education, we need understanding, we we need support. And these are all good things, and they can help. But isn't there something more? Something better? Something that will fix the problem of the world around us? And the brokenness and lostness of ourselves. We need rescue. (laughs) That's what we really need. We need rescue. And here is our final word that we're going to finish with. 
Because in the reading given to us from Matthew 9, and Lily and James read it beautifully, we see the heart. We see the heart of Jesus. Let me read those words again. He saw the crowds of people and felt sorry for them because they were worried and helpless. They were like sheep without a shepherd. It says there Jesus felt sorry for them. But that's quite a weak translation. (laughs) In another version it says he had compassion on them. And, And that word compassion comes from a word of feeling a real deep pain right to the very bottom of your stomach. <laughs> He's so gutted that these people that he sees are lost, are in trouble, that are in a mess, that he loves them. He has compassion for them. And not just feeling sorry for them and then moving on, but compassion that leads to action. He, he sees them. <laughs> he feels for them. And he goes on to act on their behalf. Isaiah 53 verse 6 says this. We all like sheep have gone astray. Each of us has turned to our own way. We've all said to God, thank you for all the good things you give me. I just don't want you. (laughs) I live my life my way. And it leaves us lost and it leaves us helpless like sheep. But Jesus sees He sees our position as sheep. He feels, he loves and cares right to the pit of his stomach. And he acts. Because Isaiah 53 goes on to say this. And the Lord laid on Jesus the sin of us all. You see, Jesus goes after the sheep as the good shepherd. He gives his life for the sheep. He takes the punishment that sheep deserve on himself. You and I deserve on himself to give us life, to give us hope, to give us freedom, as the song we sang says. And as we finish, as we close, here's the final question I want to ask. So what? (laughs) What's your response to Jesus and his words this morning? Well, let me look at the final bit of Matthew 9, because Jesus finishes by using our big word of today, harvest, to help us think about our response. There are many people to harvest, but there are only a few workers to help harvest them. God owns the harvest. Pray to him that he will send more workers to help gather his harvest. As Jesus looked around, if he was around today looking at the fields that the farmers are harvesting now, He wouldn't see fields of wheat. He'd see fields of sheep. Lost people in need of rescue. But what's our response as we see that same picture? For some, it will be, that was me. That was me. But I have come to trust what Jesus has done on my behalf, that he gave his life for me. And now I am his sheep. <laughs> I am, he is my shepherd. I love him and trust him and I'm trying to live for him. If that's you, say thank you today for what God has done for you. Pray. That's what the verse calls to pray for those around you that might be still lost and share. Share what you have been given, both in terms of food and your material things, but share what Jesus has given you, the good news of his rescue for you. But some of us today, 
It won't be that was me. It might be that is me. That picture of being a sheep needing help, needing rescue. Can I say, if that is you, if you know you're lost and helpless in need of rescue, come. (laughs) Come to Jesus today and find your help in him. We're going to sing two songs to finish. And one of them is a song, an action song that we're going to do together called Rescuer. And it uses that line in the bridge. It says, come to the foot of Calvary. You'll notice in the song (laughs) that I actually get my shoe off. Okay, feel free to do it yourself. But I do it for a reason. Come to the foot of Calvary. It's almost saying, come, get your shoes on. (laughs) Put them on your feet. Walk towards me. Come to me today. Maybe it'll be running, maybe it'll be walking, maybe it'll be crawling, but whatever it is, come. Whether you already are trusting in Jesus, or maybe for today, for the very first time, come to him to receive a gift of forgiveness and life now and forever. Can we stand and sing this song together? Rescuer, reminding ourselves what Jesus has done for us. Thank you. After that, Rob, we're going to sing one final song with the band as well. Thank you so much for coming. Uh, please do say hello to each other, particularly those around you that might be new or guests. Make them feel very welcome and join with some teas and coffees after the service and maybe something nice to eat as well. Uh, can I remind you of that invitation, though, to come? Uh, to come again to Jesus or come for the first time to Jesus to find forgiveness and hope in him? Can I finish by praying? Uh, and then I'll leave it to you to enjoy the rest of your Sunday. The words in Matthew 9 say he saw the crowds of people felt sorry for them, had compassion on them because they were lost and helpless like sheep without a shepherd. Father God, I pray you'll help us today to see that description of us as accurate sheep, lost and helpless, but also to see Jesus as the great shepherd, the one who felt for the sheep, the one who saw them clearly, the one who acted and gave his life for them so that he might rescue us. Help us to come to come often, to come regularly, to come now, to come today, to find all we need, all we want, all we long for in Jesus. Thank you for all your goodness to us again today. Help us to share and extend that goodness to others. And I pray all these things in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. God bless the rest of your Sunday.